Bibles, if you open up to 2 Chronicles chapter 30, 2 Chronicles 30, I'm going to read 13 verses and then move on. How many are following the Bible reading guide this year? It has nothing to do with what I'm about to say right now, but it's good to get in the Word. It's good to follow a Bible reading plan, make it a part of your day. Amen? 2 Chronicles 30, verses 1 to 13. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah, and also wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh, that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover to the Lord God of Israel. For the king and his leaders and all the assembly in Jerusalem had agreed to keep the Passover in the second month. For they could not keep it at the regular time because a sufficient number of priests had not consecrated themselves, nor had the people gathered together at Jerusalem. And the matter pleased the king and all the assembly, so they resolved to make a proclamation throughout all Israel, from Beersheba to Dan, that they should come to keep the Passover to the Lord, God of Israel at Jerusalem, since they had not done it for a long time in the prescribed manner. Then the runners went throughout all Israel and Judah, with the letters from the king and his leaders, and spoke according to the command of the king. Children of Israel, return to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Then he will return to the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. And do not be like your fathers and your brethren who trespassed against the Lord God of their fathers, so that he gave them up to desolation, as you see. Now do not be stiff-necked, as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord and enter his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God, that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your brethren and your children will be treated with compassion by those who lead them captive, so that they may come back to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn his face from you if you return to him. So the runners passed from city to city, through the country, as far as Zebulun. But they laughed at them and mocked them. Nevertheless, some of Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Also the hand of God was on Judah to give them singleness of heart, to obey the command of the king and the leaders at the word of the Lord. Now many people, a very great assembly, gathered at Jerusalem to keep the feast of unleavened bread, in the second month. So since the fall of mankind, we understand the history that the Bible lays out for us, the true history, the account of the fall of man. Since the fall of mankind, the seconds and the minutes and the hours and the days and the weeks and the months and the years have been about return. Returning to the Lord, returning to the one that created us, returning to our God. It's all about return. People have forgotten who they are. People have forgotten who they were. The memories are wiped clear. Time is ticked away in the memories of origin and the originator have been vanquished. You think about memories and you think about family history, you think about truth. 
It can be forgotten. It can be lost. As time passes, not even a memory. No recollection. No recollection. From where we came, from where we've come, from whom we've come, the memory's gone. Now our great king, our Lord, has written letters calling people, calling humanity back to his house. Calling the lost, calling the wayward, calling the sinner back to his house and back to his heart and back to his purpose. Since the fall of mankind, he has sent out runners, couriers of truth, couriers of the gospel, the message, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And this is the purpose, to jog the memory of humanity. That the eyes would be open, that ears would be open, that hearts would be open and understand that there is a creator. We would understand from where we came, from whom we've come. Come to an understanding and a knowledge of God and our need, our need of Jesus Christ. Verse 6, Then the runners went throughout all Israel and Judah with letters from the king and his leaders and spoke according to the command of the king, children of Israel, Return to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Then he will return to the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. And the NLT reads, At the king's command, runners were sent throughout Israel and Judah. They carried letters that said, O people of Israel, return to the Lord. You see, it's all about return. It's about humanity returning to God. That's what this is all about. That's why time plays out and God is long-suffering. That's why he's waiting. The more would return. The more would come to know him, come to love him. We think of all the runners that have lived and have run. The Bible, the pages of the Bible are filled with their stories, their strides, their imprints in the earth. The pages of the Bible are filled with the record of their deliveries. The pages of the Bible are filled with the record of their devotion. These runners, they took the message at the king's command and have run to call the people back to the house of the Lord. Number one, he's sending us out. He's sending us out. You know, we are the runners alive today. We are the runners that he's sending out. We are the ones that the king is commissioned, commissioning. We are the ones he's backing. We are the ones he's placing the letters in our hands. And he's calling us to run. He's sending us out. We are the ones sent out to speak according to the command of the king, to courier his message to all ears. He's sending us out. We must go. We must go. We can be sent, but we must go. We decide and we choose to 
take the letters at the king's command and run. To have our lives count for more than just living and breathing and eating and dying. To have our lives count for more than we would run with the letters in hand. He's sending us out. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 6. And the CEB reads, Under the authority of the king, runners took letters from the king and his officials throughout all Israel and Judah. I love what it says there. It says runners under authority. Runners under authority. Now we have a generation, we have a world today, we have a culture that doesn't like authority. That has a problem with authority and it's creeped into the church. Probably more so than anywhere else. Because if you have a problem with authority out in the workplace, you get fired. But you see, here we are. And we have a problem with authority. We don't want to be told what to do, how to do it. When we have something in our heart or in our own mind, in our own thinking, we don't like when we're told different. Just as a little child doesn't like it. Under the authority, the authority of the king, You know, when we are under the authority of the king, we have strength and we have purpose. Under the authority of his officials, and I love that it says that, his leaders in the kingdom, that is strength and that is purpose. You see, our running finds purpose when we are under the king's authority and under the authority of his officials. That's what the word of God instructs. That's where our running finds purpose and strength. When we are backed by the king, when we're under his authority, his message is in hand. and It's backed by his authority. We are actually given his authority as we're sent out. That's powerful. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, And Jesus came... And spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. You see, he's sending us out, and sometimes we... We stop after, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Well, great, Jesus. Congratulations. You want it all. You got it all. You're the king. But then he says, Go. He's commissioning us as his people, as his disciples, as his followers. He's actually granting us authority, he's actually giving us his authority. We're backed by his authority and we carry it out. And I hope we can hear that maybe for the first time tonight or afresh tonight that he's sending us out. And would we allow our lives to count and be those that run, that take the message, the letter, the letters of the king, and just run. Go wherever we 
go after we leave this place tonight, go wherever we go in our lifetime, wherever he truly leads us and truly calls us, but would we be under authority and would we run with the letters in hand that lives would be changed and transformed, that many would return and know Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. It's not about getting our name in lights. It's not about gaining for ourselves. It's about return. It's about seeing souls saved and people come into the kingdom of God. Sometimes we're too caught up with other things in life. But see, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he'll take care of everything else. Sometimes we're too focused on the everything else, and we're not seeking first the kingdom. And what is it to seek first the kingdom? It's to seek God, and it's to seek the return that many would be drawn, a people from every nation, tribe, and tongue brought back to God. Number two tonight, the message is urgent. The message is urgent. I... I hope we understand this tonight, that how we view the message sets our pace. How we view the gospel, how we view the truth of the Word of God sets our pace. Pace is speed of movement. It's step. It's a standard. You see, when you have an important, urgent, pressing message, you run. You don't saunter along. When you have a real important message, you run. You don't walk casually. Take your time. Take detours. and Stop off for a little rest. At the king's command, you run. Because you know the message is urgent. Lives are at stake. God is looking for runners in the kingdom. The step and stride and pace of one that understands the urgency of the message and the preciousness of time. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 6 in the NIV, at the king's command, couriers, I love that, went throughout Israel and Judah with letters from the king and from his officials which read, People of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that he may return to you. I think deep down inside we understand that the message is urgent, but it's more than just an understanding. It's got to become a way of life. That we live like the message is urgent, because it is. How much time is left? How much time do people have left? Our job is to courier the message, then it's in the hands of the people. That's our job. Our job is to Run at the king's command to take the letters he's written and deliver the message. Then it's in the hands of the people. And for them to decide whether they will return or not. You know, this church couriers the message every week. Runners, servants. Runners, worshipers. Runners, prayer warriors, runners, children's ministry workers, runners, youth leaders. We can go down the list. We're carrying the message. We're carrying the message. And as we leave this place, we take the message. We take the letters. We take the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And we speak and we share and we allow our lives to be living proof. The saving grace of Jesus Christ. We're called to be living epistles. We're called to be those that people read. They can actually read our lives and come to a knowledge, the grace, the mercy of Jesus Christ. The message is urgent. I would encourage us to get involved and not just to watch the couriers run. I like watching people run. How many like watching people run? Anyone see Usain Bolt win last night? Was that last night or yesterday afternoon or something, 100 meter? It's three in a row, three Olympics in a row. I think I'm right on that. That's true. Just incredible, right? The reason I bring this up is there was something real interesting said. They said, nobody can touch the last 50 of Usain Bolt. The last 50 meters, it's just, it's crazy what he can do in the last 50. Even if he's behind a little bit, the first 50, but there's something about that last 50, nobody can touch it. And I thought, that's how it should be with us, that nobody can touch it. Nobody can touch the last 50. You know, a lot of people in the church and a lot of people with Jesus Christ start strong, and they got the first 50. They run strong and they run hard and they're full of passion and they have the goal in mind, but it's the last 50 that gets touched. Can you imagine if we would be those that persevered, we would be those that ran and nobody could touch the last 50? That we finished as strong and stronger than when we began. Not just kind of barely getting over the finish line, like a lot of people, they start and they're full of passion and they're full of fire and full of zeal for God. And a lot of things touch the last 50. Life, relationships, disappointment, fear, rejection. Life didn't turn out how they wanted it to. Maybe a breakup. Church didn't treat them right. You know, there's so many things that touched the last 50. Just feel to exhort us tonight. Don't let anything touch the last 50. Keep your eye on the goal. God's with you. And just remember that you've been sent out by the king under his authority. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No kingdom raised against you shall stand. Listen, there's a lot of weapons that want to affect the last 50. And they rise, but the word says that they won't prosper. It doesn't say they won't be there and won't come. But it says they won't prosper. We're those that can't be shaken because we serve the unshakable one, so we trust in him, and we run with the message. I hope you're getting it tonight. You're a runner, and what an honor and privilege that is. Number three, don't tamper with the message no matter what. You see, the message is only delivered if the message is delivered. Was that confusing? The message is only his message if his message is delivered. The New King James, Then the runners went throughout all Israel and Judah with the letters from the king and his leaders and spoke according to the command of the king. It's not his message if it's changed. 
It's not his message if it's tampered with. It's not his message if it's added to. It's not his message if it's taken away from. Proverbs 30, verse 6, Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. Revelation 22, verse 19, And if anyone takes away from the words of this book, the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. These are strong words. That one was in the New Testament. Don't add or take away. Don't tweak the message. When the king gives you a message and sends you out with his authority, sends you out with authority to run, we don't change the message no matter what. We don't tweak it. We don't hold part of it back. And so these runners went out at the king's commission and spoke according to the king's command. And the message delivered was pure. And the message delivered was intact. And here we read verse 10. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 10. So the runners passed from city to city through the country of Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Zebulun. But they laughed at them and mocked them. The NLT reads, the runners went from town to town throughout Ephraim and Manasseh and as far as the territory of Zebulun. But most of the people just laughed at the runners and made fun of them. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay if we're laughed at and if we're made fun of and if we're mocked. We don't change the message. We don't tweak the message to appease the ears of the listeners, of those that we're delivering the message to. Don't change the message to avoid laughter and mocking. Deliver the message regardless. If they laugh, so be it. If they mock, so be it. You know, some will laugh and mock, and some will humble themselves and return to the king's house. Second Chronicles 30, verses 10 to 12, the message reads, So the courier set out, going from city to city through the country of Ephraim and Manasseh and as far as Zebulun. But the people poked fun at them and treated them as a joke. But not all. Some from Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun weren't too proud to accept the invitation and come to Jerusalem. It was better in Judah. God worked powerfully among them to make it unanimous. Responding to the orders sent out by the king and his officials, orders backed up by the word of God. You see, the orders we're carrying out, the orders we have in hand, the letter we have in hand is backed up by the word of God. And as we go, we don't change the message. We don't tweak the message. Those that return are those that return. That's how this works. Our job is to deliver it at the king's command. Are you okay if people poke fun at you and treat you as a joke? Would that affect your second 50? 
that cause you to give up, drop the letters, or maybe fold the letter, you know, so they can only read a line. Or take out a little knife and cut the parts out we don't like. The parts that cause us to be laughed at and mocked. See, not all messages cause us to be laughed at and mocked, true? And made fun of. But some might. I mean, the message of the cross, the message of the gospel is foolishness to those that are perishing, those that won't return and don't want to and are too proud. But to us, it's everything. And so we run with the message. We don't change it. Let's have the worship team return tonight. He's sending us out. The message is urgent. And I would encourage us to not tamper with the message no matter what. You know, sometimes we tamper with the message because it's family we're delivering it to. You ever been there? Sometimes we tamper the message because it's a loved one or it's someone we're in close relationship to or, you know, it's an elder or maybe it's someone below us. So we tweak it or we tamper with the message because we maybe don't want to hurt their feelings or we don't want to come on too strong. But let's let the king decide what the letter reads. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you as you deliver the message. But don't hold anything back. The message is only delivered if the message is delivered. I don't know about you, but I, I would have the courier deliver the whole message. That I could come to a true understanding of what the king has written. Not that I'm left questioning and wondering, but that I know the whole truth. There's still time as long as the sun rises and sets and rises again. There's still time to deliver the message and still time for people to respond. There's still time for people to return. Every day across the planet, people are responding to the couriers that are going out, that are carrying the letters on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays. Every, every day, every hour, every minute on the planet, people are responding either positively or negatively to the letters that have gone out, to the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some are laughing and mocking. And too proud. But some are humbling themselves and returning to the king's house. Let's keep running at the set pace. And let's keep delivering the message with our words and our lives for as long as time allows. Make your life count. There's more to it than living and breathing eating and drinking, waking and sleeping, living and dying. But all that can find eternal purpose if in it all and through it all we're carrying the letters. 
and delivering the message and running. That our king be glorified and that his house be filled. That his house be filled. He's got a big house. A lot of rooms. A lot of room. A lot of room. Perhaps we're here tonight and we know he's sent us out, but we aren't going. We may be in that place. We understand he's sent us out. We understand he's commissioned us to run with the letters, but we're just not going for whatever reason. Maybe we're here tonight and we know that we are holding to an inferior pace. A lot of detours, a lot of stops, and a lot of breaks. Kind of on our own clock, right? Maybe we're not understanding how urgent the message really is if it's on our own time and when we can fit it in. Okay, Lord, today, you know what? I got about 15 minutes I can run for you and after that. It's got to be who we are and what we do. Maybe we're here tonight and we know we've been holding back the delivery of the message or tweaked it or changed it or only delivered part of it. I don't know where we're at tonight. The Holy Spirit's working beyond even the words. The Holy Spirit's knocking on hearts. and He's calling us to open up our hearts and allow Him to work. And if it's one of these areas that we would go if we need to go, that we would hold to His pace, if that's what it is tonight. If we've been holding back the message in certain environments, we would hold it back no longer, no matter what. No matter if they laugh or mock or fire us or who cares. We got to stand for what's right. If we don't stand in our generation, we fail. If we don't stand in our time in history, we fail. We're the runners. We're the runners alive today. If you're here tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he's couriered the message to you tonight to return to his house. If you're the prodigal, he's couriered the message to you tonight. Right to the pig pen, calling you to return to his house. Let's stand. Let's just sing this out. The God who was and is to come. Let's just lift them up. If you need prayer here tonight, we'd love to pray with you. You can also tap someone on the right or on the left and ask them to stand in prayer with you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, come. We'd just love to give you a Bible and you can take that. Let's lift this up. Let's bless his holy name. Let's thank him for the opportunity to run for him. Let's thank him for the great honor and privilege that he would actually give us authority, that he'd place letters in our hand. And as we're under his authority and under the authority of his leaders and officials, we, we can run and see lives change and transform. We can be a part of the greatest business alive on planet Earth, and that is kingdom business, that we can see many return to his house. Let's lift this song tonight. We love you, Jesus.
We love you, Lord. The God who was and is to come.